Hey there, you're listening to another episode of the Niagara Moon podcast. I'm Thomas Irwin. This has increasingly become a podcast where we, uh, we talk about albums of note in depth and really uh, just share in our uh, delight of different music. This is a very uh, special episode. Uh, a singer-songwriter out in Chicago, Leezy, contacted me. Uh, I checked out her music, and it blew my mind. Really, really, really cool song, Girls Like You. Uh, it was clear she was super talented, had some really interesting ideas. And uh, in her bio, it said she's equally inspired by uh, Lana Del Rey and Elliot Smith. And I thought, oh, it'd be interesting to talk about another Elliot Smith record. You know, the weather's getting kind of cold, damp, and gray up here in Massachusetts, at least. So I elected to talk about either or. That's the big one, right? Uh, I believe about a year ago I talked XO with uh, Eric Davis. But it turned out it was Lizzie's favorite album ever. So that worked out nicely. She's a lovely person. I can't believe she's only 21 still. Blows my mind. But uh, she had a lot of interesting insight. We just had a really cool in-depth discussion on... You know, a very one-of-a-kind, uh, very important artist for many. And one of his shining moments, the album Either Or. So if you have not ever listened to it, check it out, either before or after hearing us talk about it. And uh, definitely check out Lizzie's music as well. She's, she's definitely one to watch. All right, here we go. So, hello, Lizzie. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast today. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. I always really relish the opportunity to talk about the music of Elliot Smith. Uh, he's really one of a kind. And uh, I've, only, I've gotten to talk about one of his albums before for this podcast. I got to talk about EXO. Okay, cool. About a year ago. But uh, we're doing Either Or today from 1997. And yes. I, uh, I'm very, very curious to hear all your thoughts and feelings around this album. And um, I'd also be uh, pretty psyched to hear a little bit more about uh, your projects, your, your music mm -hmm. as uh, Lizzy, and then how, um, you know, like what your relationship is with uh, Elliot's music. Yeah. Um, well, I know this is like a hard question for a lot of artists to answer, but I can confidently say that Elliot Smith is my all-time favorite artist. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> All right, I know who I'm talking to. So, yes, so this album is like super special to me, and it was like one of the first like things I remember hearing musically, like coming into my consciousness as like a five or six year old oh, kid. Oh, okay. I was like sitting in the back of my parents' car and they were playing it. They were big fans, I guess. And so, yeah, that was... Wow. I was like obsessed with it before I even knew like what it meant. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I heard Between the Bars, for example, and I, like, had no idea that it was about, like, 
addiction and drinking yeah. and controlling relationships and stuff like that. But yeah. as I got older, I feel like I started to become more connected to it in that way. Yeah. But yeah, it was one of the first things I remember hearing. So this is exciting for me as well to talk about. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it, it worked out that way. I, I don't think Elliot Smith has ever written a bad song, period. It's everything he does has something to it. I agree. Personally, I most get into his music when there's, you know, I'm, I'm like a production arrangement nerd. I like when there's mm-hmm. a little more high fidelity. I, I, I do favor maybe the, uh, you know, XO on, but I like all of his albums. And I do recognize why this one is kind of singled out as, as something special by him. It really, like... I, I hadn't heard it in a while before revisiting it for today, and it, God, it really, it, it's all encompassing. <laughs> it really is, and it's short. It's only yeah. like thirty minutes, but there's so much going on in there, and it's yeah. like it seems simple, but as like a an artist or like a production nerd, you can really hear that there's a lot going on oh, in there. Yeah. And yeah. So it's it's his third album. And mm-hmm. uh, the two before, I still like, but they're they're like they were produced on like a nothing budget. Half the time, he's just like in his basement with it, essentially with a tape recorder. They're like as lo-fi as it gets, but the yeah brilliant nature of his songwriting and just how complicated and chordal it gets, mm-hmm. and his sense of harmony and melody. Uh, and then just his storytelling. I mean, that's the whole other side. Is his, the storytelling is insane. It's that. It's <laughs> exactly the yeah, way. Yeah, the use. lyrics yeah. are all so good. Like you could, you could go to any song and it's full blown poetry. Like regardless of what he's talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. Like he never wastes a line. Like there's always such mm-hmm. intention behind each of his lyrics on any any given song, really. And um, so you, you pick that up even in like the early days of uh, mm-hmm. like when he really didn't have any backing behind him and he was just the, the lonely guy in the basement. But then, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful though. It has its own mystique for yeah. sure. Either, yeah. either or is that transition point yeah. where he's, he's about to really blow up. Uh, he's going to be featured in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. He's going to have the weirdest... Uh, Grammy performance, <laughs> not yeah, <laughs> not 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 to de- uh, denigrate him. It's just the whole circumstances of the thing are bizarre. Like that's just such a two worlds colliding yeah. there. Him him in that white suit. I mean, it's brilliant. Oh, it's just so funny. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so either or is like on the cusp of everything. The sound is a little more involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's still unusual, and it's clear that a lot of it was recorded at like friends' houses, but. He's. I feel like it's really the album where he comes into his own full style. Um, yeah. And just every every song hits, and uh, so that so that's a little bit of that context. But I want to get back to. I can't. I don't think I've ever met somebody who listened to his music as a really young child. That is. Uh, I I can't imagine it hearing it with those ears because it's it's such. Um, you know, he's a particular type of of person with with a lot of kind of hardship. Uh, yeah. in his background that he do, he presents in the music. He doesn't hide it. So that's like, I'm trying to imagine hearing that with, with younger years, what that, what that would be like. I know. I think I was just, 
at that time, I feel like just obsessed with his melodies and the way, you know, like that really nice, soft finger picking with his whispery voice. Just as a kid, I feel like, I don't know, it made me feel like very safe and almost weirdly understood even Mm. though I hadn't gone through anything that I was going to go through like I feel like something about it like I already knew that I was connected to it Mm. even though like I wasn't yet if that makes sense yeah like it felt like a weird like now looking back on it like I'm like wow that's like crazy that he's always been my favorite and then as I got older, I like began to understand what he was talking about more and like who he was. Like, I think I was like 16 maybe when I watched the documentary, Heaven Adores You. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, I I haven't. Maybe I've caught the the odd clip on YouTube. I I was ignorant to the fact there's a whole documentary on him. No, and it's great. And I was like 16 when I watched it and I started to understand like him as an artist and the whole like heat miser phase. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it was so cool. It was cool to kind of like grow up into understanding it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I imagine it. Because I I came to his music relatively late, Mm -hmm. maybe in my early 20s. like I'd, I'd hear his name here or there, but uh, it kind of took enough like Beatles comparisons <laughs> for me to I just I'm, I yeah I kind of have uh, old fashioned pop tastes usually, and if I if I hear enough times that an artist is Beatlesque or that's like something they take inspiration from, at some point I'm like, okay, I want to check that out. So I'm, mm-hmm. I kind of came into it initially being more interested in that side of his artistry, just like, all right, what's this guy's sense of like, you know, putting a song together and, uh, you know, interesting harmonies are kind of like, you know, without then considering the stories he tells and the heaviness of the lyrics and just who he is as a person and how it's always in full force in his music. Um, And then like, you know, that, that stuff gradually kind of came into yeah. my brain as well and it's 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 now it's just like it's the whole package it's the whole experience with this music but I have to be care- personally I have to be careful when I listen to it because it's <laughs> it's it's like like we said it's so encompassing and it's so if I'm going to go into his world I'm going to like be there for a while and I I got to be like ready for right. that cuz it's important to p- point out I don't think it's nihilistic I don't think he was ever like a he was not somebody who was trying to make things worse for himself. And I don't think you mm-hmm. ever hear that in the music, but he's such a, you know, the persona that comes through is so dark and broken, really, when you mm-hmm. start uh, catching on to the lyrics. And, and so it's, it's, <laughs> it's heavy. What, what uh, how, after how long, you know, being exposed to his music, did you really kind of start to, to delve into that side of things? I feel like probably when I was a, in my early teens, I was a little bit of a party girl. I definitely struggled with some addiction. Mm. And as I sort of was having my own experience with those struggles, I was listening to Elliot Smith's music and it just like, it all kind of made sense to me. 
you know? Mm. Like, I was, like, especially after watching the documentary as well and understanding his background more, like, I was, like, wow, like, this is really, like, an authentic experience that he's expressing that I now feel really connected to. Mm. So, yeah, that was kind of, like, the turning point, I would say. When I, like, started to relate personally to his experience. Yeah. I'm very sorry to hear you went through a time like that. I So many of his songs are about substance abuse and addiction. I feel like that would mm-hmm. be probably pretty accurate to say. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's so... He kind of... I don't know if it would be fair to say he like psychoanalyzes that whole experience and like being in that place, but it's kind of, depending on the song, really explores so many different avenues of it that I feel like you never get with any other artist that like Mm -hmm. song and like song after song after song really like digs into that, you know, album after album and, uh, I feel like such a key word with this music and with this album is like empathy. Yeah. Like he feels he is and is maybe singing to like the marginalized, like the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the people that like society doesn't know what to do with. And it's, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, like a real sense of like a, a broken spirit sometimes comes through yeah. with his music. Yeah, absolutely. But then, so with that being the case, you know, how, how does he still, it doesn't totally bum us out, right? Like there's still, there's, there's brightness and optimism yeah. and hope. And there's a, you know, how, how, do, you, how do you feel he, he balances that? Is that something you kind of pick up on? Um, yeah, I think it's not totally depressing because it's so thoughtful. Like it's, I wouldn't say that they're sad songs. They're very like, melancholy to me like Mm. it's very self-aware and obviously he's extremely musically talented so you've got those like nice melodies behind these like experiences and I think I think the authenticity of it is what makes it not so depressing what's your cat's name (laughs) This is Pierre. Pierre. He's a handsome boy. <laughs> um, I, well, you just made an excellent point. It's, it, it's not like, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's, they're not sad songs because it's like often coming, coming from an emotional place that's like too far down to even just feel abject yeah. sadness. I don't know. Like, yeah. And I think there's something cool about like vulnerability like that. Yeah. You know, uh, there's a lot of, and, like especially I don't know around that time like pop was changing the music industry was changing he was in that whole punk scene you know what I mean and then he kind of just went off on his own and kind of like walked into his story and owned it and I just think there's something really like fucking cool about that I don't know it's completely like it's (laughs) it's a solo artist like this I don't know. I feel like it's rare that it's just every instance, everything he did, again, he's the guy's never written a bad song. Like everything mm-hmm. is just, you can't imagine him being any other way. Like he never puts on airs. Exactly. Um, 
And that's why it's so funny that he performed at the Grammys, like you <laughs> were saying. Yeah. Like, there's just the most ridiculous thing, because uh, it's, like, so... <laughs> yeah. And have you seen that interview with him and Carson Daly? <laughs> like, the mm-hmm. worst of the worst of the late-night hosts or whatever. <laughs> uh, and he's, like, he has the tattoo of, what is it, Ferdinand the Bull? Yeah. And Carson Daly just totally doesn't know what to do. He's, like, oh, oh cool. Totally <laughs> doesn't get it yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the like it's yeah like you're saying the industry's changing kind of the like importance of like image and yeah. media exposure blah 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 you could argue that kind of takes hold more and it's like right. he's so authentic it's like sometimes you don't know what to do with him right um, yeah there's there's so many ways to to, to come at this uh, so he's your favorite artist with your own music. I mean, I so I, I heard your single "Girls Like You." I mm-hmm. love that song on a lot of different levels. I thought I was really impressed by that single. But uh, thank you. <laughs> how yeah? What how big a shadow does does his music like cast on your uh, your own creativity? Like, how often are you kind of referencing what he does? Um, I think the biggest thing that I take from his music is. Obviously, the the lyricism. I'm really inspired by the poetry that yeah. is his music, and like you said, like he doesn't waste a line. Like so, when I'm writing my music, I I really try to like make every lyric count, and like like the thing about having heard his music from such a young age is like. Obviously, I didn't get it at first, um, mm. but sometimes I think that's okay, and I think lyrics can be left up to interpretation, so yeah. I feel like not going so literal with your lyrics can be kind of cool, mm. and I feel like he does that a lot. There's a lot of like metaphor and like yeah. different, I don't know cool things so I definitely take away a lot from his lyrics obviously sonically my music doesn't really reflect Elliot Smith as much but um yeah I don't know and I just think the honesty of the music as well like yeah I try to be as honest in my experience as I can be and Music for me is very much like a part of my healing process. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like those are like the two main takeaways, I would say. Like keeping my authenticity as a storyteller. Yeah. And like really letting that shine through my lyrics um, is definitely something I've learned from uh, old Elliot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's sometimes... And I don't think it happens on this particular album, but sometimes he is very blunt and mm-hmm. really on the nose. But it's not, and maybe I don't know how much of that is his background in, in punk, but uh, a lot of other times it it is kind of like you're saying where it's a lot of metaphor kind of painting a poetic picture. And mm-hmm. depending on what kind of listener you are and how deep you want to go in, you can just let the images like fly by and, and focus more on the on the the music and you know what yeah. what the melody structure is doing or whatever. That's kind of how I came into <laughs> it. 
Um, but as the years go on and, and um, you know, you're just exposed to uh, a lot more in, in this world, you, you know, this, this past listen, I really was listening more closely to individual lines and it's, that was brutal. It's a gut punch, some of these yeah. songs. Yeah. Oh, Cupid's Trick. Like, I don't know. Cupid's it, Trick is great. It's, uh, I, there's no, like, I can't say it enough. There's no bad song on this album. There's no point at which. Do you have a favorite song on the album? Well, personally, because I am ultimately a pop guy, uh, I think I, I really do love Ballad of Big Nothing. Mm-hmm. I I do I like it when he's got a rock and rhythm section. I really like his <laughs> uh, his his bass and, and drumming on that song too. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's it's got it's got the most hooks right in this album. Ballad of Big Nothing. I don't know. Say say yes is is like Pachelbel's canon too. But yes, yes, I'm yes. Um, what's uh, what do you usually like? Are there particular songs you play more than others? What do you usually like to to go towards? I I listened to the album last night mm-hmm. to like prep for this and uh, I really was into and like obsessed with No Name Number Five. Yeah, which is not one of my typical ones, but the lyrics were really hitting last night. So oh, yeah, like, that's another particularly <laughs> heavy one. Yeah, but I mean, when I was younger, obviously everybody loves Between the Bars. Even if they're yeah. not a big Elliot Smith person, like I'm pretty sure like Madonna covered it. Did she not? Oh, she did. I don't know how I feel about that. That that's interesting though. I get but, it. But like you know what it's I mean. It's most universal so, like, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves that song. It's like almost like a like a classic sea shanty or something. Yeah. The the waltz quality of it. And um, Alameda is another favorite of yeah. mine. Yeah, that one's a little popular too. Yeah. Man. Yeah, between the bars, that's and I feel like the lyrics in that it's the easiest to take in just like kind of how hardcore and to the point that's like mm-hmm. drink up, stay up all night, the things you could do, you won't, but you might. Like that is mm-hmm. just blowing off responsibility and falling into a split yeah. a spiral. Like that just tackles it as much as anything. Yeah, I you know Kudos to Madonna for covering Elliot Smith, getting him more <laughs> exposure. It's kind of like that uh, Rick and Morty episode. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Get it, get him back to the idea that it's he's in this really dark place, especially on this album. I feel mm-hmm. like, and it's he's not quite wallowing in it. But was there any part about his songs, this album, or his story that like helped you as you were? as you were trying to come out of a of a darker place? I think the biggest thing, which I always come back to with him, is just the honesty of his stories. Like, yeah. when I was in my darker place, like, I felt like I could go to this music and be like, you know, well, someone understands. Mm. Like, it's kind of that feeling of, like, you're not alone. Like, yeah. this guy is, like going through this whole thing in this album and I'm struggling, but he gets it. So he's been there. It's yeah. not so bad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, yeah. And completely without judgment. Like it's, yeah. It, again, the matter of factness of it. Exactly. And, and talking about his own experience. 
So it's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that, cause I kind of, for myself, I really appreciate his music, but sometimes I do feel maybe like I'm a, I don't know, a tourist or, vo- or a voyeur because <laughs> that quality of it, like I'm just, whatever, I'm privileged or lucky enough in my life. I can't quite tap, like I can't directly connect my own personal experience to his experience, but, yeah. you know, I can appreciate the authenticity on its, on its own merit, but, uh. Yeah, like that is what so many Elliot Smith fans say about why they love his music so much and why he has such a strong cult following is he is, it seems to me, he is one of those few guys that can talk to somebody who's in that place and just like, yeah, we're we're both here. It is what it is. Yeah. Like you don't get a lot of other artists like that. I mean, yeah. do you think there are other artists like that? Mm. That's a good question. I'm biased, though, so it's oh, yeah? maybe not a good question for okay. me because I'm like, there's no one like Elliot Smith, but like... Right. Maybe you're agnostic? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, let me think about that one. We, we sure. can circle sure. back. We'll table that, yeah. <laughs> um, man, it's... Uh, thank, thank goodness for Say Yes, for <laughs> ending this album... Right. Still in a truthful place, but like uh, he lightened it up a little bit. Yeah. I, it helped me kind of, um, kind of come back to my like more normal emotional center after going through the rest of the album. Yeah. yeah it's the the perfect place to end on. Kind of getting back to the point about he's not really quite nihilistic or wallowing. Blah blah blah. I feel like that's really exemplified by how much of a workhorse he is on an album like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, st- I don't, maybe you know more than I, I feel like this is still, he's doing everything here, right? In terms of recording everything? Yes, I'm pretty sure. I remember my dad telling me that uh, he played all the instruments and as a child, I didn't get it. I had this vision of him like sitting at the drum set <laughs> with a guitar <laughs> and like a microphone I'm like, what? He does it all? Oh, like Dick Van Dyke. No, but <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still doing everything on this album. Yeah, I I remember XO was was uh, one point in particular where he almost like burned himself out. Like the producer at the end was telling him like, "There's a way to make this easier on yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> like for the future." Like he, he's so he and he has a million songs. Like if you take the the bootlegs and the B sides or whatever. Yeah. It's a, it's mind blowing how big his discography is. Like he never stopped working. He's one of those guys. Yeah. Are you the kind of artist like that where you you can always? Uh, are you pretty prolific? I mean, I go through phases. I think I'll have like a month where I'm just like insane and my brain is moving and I'm mm. just sitting at the piano, staying up all night, like. Oh, wow. That's how I wrote. I have a whole album that's going to come out maybe next year um, that I wrote, like, within, like, a couple months. Just But then, you know, I'll have my... I'll I'll catch a lazy bug and kind (laughs) of... You know, I I go back and forth. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm the same way. It does come in waves. Like, if you're going to yeah. open the door, you might as well, you know, stay in the room for a while. Right. 
And I like, I see no point in forcing it. Like if I sit down at the piano and I, I've got one line and I'm like stressing over what the next line is, I just like, yeah. I'm like, all right, it's not my time right now. Like I, I wait for my, my inspiration to strike. Like I really. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty much the same way because it's mm-hmm. like the, the, you know this should be fun or satisfying on some level. Why am right? I... Exactly. Um, now, kind of tying it back to Elliot, just with the sheer output of his music and the complexity and in- intricacy of every aspect of it. Do you, I mean? Do you think he was a guy that would work the way we work, or do you think he like had to play every day? Because I'm kind of leaning towards that he had to play all the time, or bad things would happen. Yeah, I'm feeling like he had a lot of just shit that was, like, spilling over that he just needed to, like, express. Like, I... That's what I picture when I picture him. Like, he's either, like, writing or, like, playing or, you know. Yeah, hours a day, every day on guitar. That's that's my image of him. His songs are so... Like, if we're just talking on a musical level, they're so distinct in he always never really plays a chord in a straightforward way there's all, like he experiments with voicings and different tunings like all the time and it's it's this really another thing that really excites me about his music is it's this liberating feeling of it feels like he can go to any note like any musical thing could happen in his song he knows how to like weave mm-hmm. through any part of it like a, like jazz almost i don't know if, if that's yeah. uh something you you tune into as well i mean i weirdly i feel like i do that but almost on accident okay. because like, i'm i'm self-taught on oh, piano wow. so i i like punch out chords and i don't really yeah. know a lot about like theory yeah. or like technical perfection so i'll go into the studio to my producer with like whatever chords I've drawn up that sound good to me. And he's like, wow, like you're like switching keys and like doing all these weird, cool things. And I'm like, oh, really? Like, I guess, I don't know. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I do that, I guess, but not on purpose. (laughs) But I'll say it's on purpose. I'll take credit for it. (laughs) Sure, I mean, at the end of the day, if it sounds good, it's... It's like doesn't matter how you got there. I kind of envy that that mm-hmm. you're there. There's gaps in your knowledge in a good way for you to just have this feeling mm-hmm. like you're kind of always exploring, you know, which is what yeah good art often is. I'm I I, I yeah. spent too much time learning <laughs> uh, chord theory, so I'm always oh this works that way. But I I try to get away from that <laughs> that way of thinking about it. Um, yeah, yeah, I wonder. I I don't happen to know if he was self-taught or if he had formal lessons at some point. Mm. I feel like it could go either way. I'm sure like some Elliot fans are screaming at me right now. I mean, it was a- yeah, no, I don't either. I feel like I feel like the only thing is maybe he had guitar lessons. Yeah, because his finger work is insane, right? Yeah. Like a, a song like Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow, You're that's nimble. Yeah, I don't get it, but I appreciate it. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> What is it about the songs like Alameda or um, No Name Number Five that really kind of struck a chord with you when you listened recently? Um, I think there's just like a certain lyrics that stick out to me that, I don't know, 
make me feel a certain type of way. Wait, I let me find this because I wrote it yeah, down. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> um, like, okay, so in No Name Number 5, for example, yeah. like, the picture that is painted, like, there's all, like, he hits all the senses, mm. which really makes the experience, like, more, I don't know, better. I don't know how to explain it's, it's what a I'm full, saying. No, like, I could, it's, he, I mean, he knows how to set like, the scene. The first line is, got bitten fingernails and a head full of the past, and everybody's gone at last. I know all I need to know from, from those from that sentence like right? you you feel that yeah. you're in that yeah. with him you know what i mean absolutely got a broken heart and your name on my cast and everybody's gone at last like there's just i don't know it makes you think like yeah whose name is it why does he have a cast like i don't know it's just yeah there's lots of layers in there I yeah this is this is an analogy I might struggle with a little bit, but it's it's kind of like uh, like a Zen idea of you ask a rhetorical question, like I don't know the cliche examples. What is the sound of one hand clapping? And it's not about any of those literal words, really. It's just about a way something about it, kind of hypnotically, just like sends mm-hmm. you into you know a world of reflection, and it just right. it's like a kind of hypnotizes you. I feel like yeah. when he's not being super literal, Elliot's lyrics have that effect of like, just with so little, he knows just how to put you in a certain state of mind. Exactly. So yeah, I don't know. I was just really digging that song last night and that's not been like one of my typical favorites. Mm. But yeah, something about it just got me. And it's short. Like, some yeah. of these songs are pretty short and, like... Yeah, it moves right along. It's just interesting because it doesn't follow, like, a like a, a typical, like, technical song structure, which I also think is really cool. How badass is it um, when the drums come in on uh, 2.45 in the morning, but, like, almost at the end of the song? Yeah, right? It's just, like... I don't know. He's not he's not focused on any of that. Like it's really his own thing, which I think is so cool. Yeah, it's like he clearly he's listened to a million records. He's very yeah. studious and he knows all the moves. He's kind of like Kurt Cobain in that way. Yeah. But so he's aware of it all, but he's still going to totally do his own thing, which is uh, that's always the best when you have somebody who under like they have the awareness and the, and they understand those sensibilities enough to defy them right. for the sake of their own art. I always there's certain artists that can really do that well. Yeah. He's definitely one of them. Yeah, I'm I'm gushing today. There's really, you know, this is such a cohesive experience as an album. I feel like I don't know, some fans were saying it's the flow is is uneven compared to other stuff, but I, I disagree. I was I was in I was in the Elliot zone the whole time on this one. Yeah. I think it works though. I mean I get it, like, you know, it goes from like that folky finger picking to like a fucking electric guitar solo yeah. and so but 
I think it works because it's him. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's... It's authentic, and it flows yes, because yes. it's him. Yep, and I think compared to his really later stuff, like in the 2000s, which, again, I still like all of it, but it's that gets a little cluttered or maybe a little busy. This yeah. is the perfect time where it's it's not so, so sparse. I mean, if that's your thing, you have those albums, but it's it's in that sweet zone in the middle where yeah. there's a lot more going on, but it's there's still so much room yeah. for the songs to breathe, too, yeah. Yeah. So your your parents were big Elliot Smith fans. Yeah. Or are. Uh, did they have all of them? Did you grow up with all the records? Yeah, so, and I'm lucky because I got some, like, hand-me-down vinyls. Oh, boy. Some, like, old-school, like, yeah. So that's super cool. Um, they were always playing great music. So I'm lucky because I got, I, in my opinion, I've got great music taste. You got exposed <laughs> to, to the best, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I got a question for you here, Lizzie. Is there any okay. time... I mean, is there any time when you're not in the mood for Elliot Smith's music or it doesn't feel like what you want in that moment, even though he is your favorite artist? Mm. Honestly, no. Okay. I feel like I could I could rock out to Elliot Smith on a summer drive, weirdly, but my go-to is I always listen to Elliot Smith um, on the plane ride. On any plane ride. Oh, interesting. It's like a great, like, I don't know. I get like super emo. I like got the window seat. Okay. Got my journal out. You know, it's like a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah. You're like, I'm already going to be uncomfortable and <laughs> cramped in here. I might as well <laughs> ride the experience out. Yeah. Wow. That's, in- yeah. I would not. I mean, Heat Miser, uh, that album has a plane on the cover. But other, other than that, I wouldn't right. associate his music with that. I mean, I guess maybe to answer your question, the only time that I wouldn't want to listen to Elliot Smith is maybe if... Like, I wouldn't l- listen to Elliot Smith, like, with my friends in the car, for example. Like, I don't... I feel like it's like an... It's like my own thing, mm. if that makes sense. That definitely does. I feel like it's, a lot of young people don't really get it. Like not to sound like super like elitist. Yeah. yeah, but like I have tried like in high school I tried to like share with some friends and be like, "Oh, check out this artist." And they're like, "Oh, this is so sad. Like this is such a bummer. Like mm. or this is making me sleepy. Like can you play like fucking like flume or something?" <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "All right." Like, you know, Fine. so I don't know. It's cool that this was something that you were excited to talk about today because this is like, yeah, I don't know. I totally get that. It's it's kind of, it almost feels like you're sharing your diary, I guess, to try to right. like experience this music with other people because, right. you know, it's, he's so personal. It does feel like he's talking to you. He's laying it all bare. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd ever take in his music as like a communal <laughs> experience necessarily. That's a very yeah, right. That's a, a very uh, specific time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I'm. 
I hope I'm not the only person you can revel in, in Elliot's music with, but uh, <laughs> I'm certainly happy to do so. Yeah. Um, okay, wait, I have a question for you. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, of course. I just thought of this. So do you prefer Miss Misery, the early version, or the version that ended up being in Goodwill Hunting? Uh-huh. <laughs> I haven't heard either in a little while. I have heard both. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm just going by memory, the recording quality is different. Are the lyrics slightly different too? The lyrics are different. They're a lot different. Um, I'd have to revisit it to... to okay, that's I, okay. I, I liked both. Um, I feel like the easy answer right now is I probably liked the more hi-fi version, but they're both... They're both him, and they're both, you know, they're heavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you know, I will say it's it's very fortunate you you contacted me in November just as, you know, it's getting cold and gray because... Uh, I know, literally, it's the perfect time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. And I, I have a hard time, except for maybe like Son of Sam or something really upbeat like that, I have a hard time... Yeah. I have a hard time going into his world in the in the summer. It's 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 a very specific thing for me, like Leonard Cohen. Like it needs to be, yeah. It needs to be a certain mood in the year. No, it's so true. And this is the perfect mood. Like I'm looking outside my window right now. It's like super gray. Yeah. And like the leaves are like yellow and red, and it's raining. This is like it's perfect it. Elliot Smith weather. <laughs> it's Portland weather. <laughs> Exactly, Portland weather. Uh, I don't know if you've ever. Well, you, so you grew up on uh, in in San Francisco. Did I read that right? Or the Bay Area? Yes, yes. So you you know a little bit about that West Coast gloom, maybe. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. I uh, you know I'm I'm a New Englander, but I lived out in Seattle for a year and a half. So that's a whole other thing for me. Cool. Is his music is inseparable from the experience of being in the Northwest in the winter? Oh my God, that's. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, it's it's a mood, right? It is. It's nice though. Like when I first came to Chicago for school, I think the first winter that I was here, it was like the coldest winter in like however many years, and it was like a polar vortex oh or something. Yeah. But weirdly, like all the friends that I made during that time, like you kind of like stick together like there's something about going through those like crazy like winters or those those gloomy days that like i don't know that bond you to people yeah so it's like that's it's interesting that this is like the perfect elliot smith weather because it's like it's a very like vulnerable time i feel like yeah it's like okay you know, we're coming up on hard times, so meteorologically mm-hmm. speaking. You know, it's it's, it's going to be a dark <laughs> few months. We got yeah. we got to be real with each other, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. Which is another reason why the whole idea of him being based out in LA, in uh, Los Angeles for a while, is so weird to me. <laughs> Just right. Those things are at odds. But um, yeah, this uh, great time to talk about this album. It's a great album. Um, mm-hmm. I've lo- I've loved your insights on it, and uh, I would love to hear the uh, three words you would use to summarize either or. All right, three words. I'm gonna say 
honest. We've mentioned that a lot, and I think that's a good one. Um, thoughtful and <laughs> um, and <laughs> fuck. And can't, can't overthink it. Just got to go for it. Oh, I know. I'm such an overthinker, though. Like, it's a thing. <laughs> and... I take overthinking. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. something he does. No, but I, I'll... You, you still have the floor. What do, you, what do you got? And... Poetic. Yeah, can't argue with that. Let's go with that. He really... He truly has the the whole demeanor of a poet um well i'm gonna say empathy Mm -hmm. and uh addiction it's just really that's the whole streak of this album and uh no i've made the same mistake as you see it's the third one (laughs) it's the third one oh boy um gray Gray. This one's grayer than that the others. That works for think. me. Yeah. It is gray. <laughs> well, so Lizzie, you uh, you teased the idea a little bit earlier here about uh, an album, a full length, maybe coming out soon. But uh, yes, I don't. Tell me all about uh, what you've got going on now. Your your music. Give me the whole rundown, and including uh, you know where folks can find you and all that. Um, Yes, so I am finishing up my first full-length album. I've got a few projects already out on Spotify and Apple Music and I think SoundCloud and YouTube. I just put out a single um, that is off this upcoming album a couple weeks ago, which I think you said you heard. Yeah, Girls Um, Like You, I love that song. That's really what I was like, oh, yeah, I got to have her on after hearing that. I just the the your voice is amazing. You're a great songwriter. Kudos to you for like going for it. Like you're you Mm -hmm. you push the envelope. You're 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 bumping up against the edge on a song like that. I love that. Please more of that. I and I (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah, the so the album that is on the album and it, it it goes a lot of different places and it explores a lot of different stories. Yeah. Um a lot of what I write is like taken directly from my journal. I've been writing a daily diary since I was like 10 years old oh, wow. maybe. So I've got pages and pages of just experience emotion teen angst all that good stuff so i put it into 10 songs which will be out soon and there's like there's like a lot of different stuff going on in there like you know toxic relationships addiction depression um inner child work Mm. stuff like that you know yeah um so yeah, I'm excited. And my name is Lizzie on all platforms. That's where you could find me. Um, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I am just as excited to hear that when it comes out. I will definitely keep my my eyes peeled. Uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. I uh, yeah. 
This made my day. I love talking about this album with you. Yeah, no, this was great. Thank you so much for having me. All right, lovely. Thanks for listening all the way through. And uh, if you feel so inclined, you can always leave a nice rating or a uh, review. I think iTunes is still the place for that. But anyway, just having your ear is uh, all I could ask for. And if you want to come back in a couple weeks, we're talking about the Van Dyke Parks album, Song Cycle. All right, till then. Ta-ta.